I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. We had an interesting week uh, weekend in the NBA, didn't we? I mean, one of the biggest games out there was the Bucks taking on the 76ers, and they did that twice. Guess what? The 76ers got hammered twice. Yep. Joel Embiid, who was dominating defenses, we we spoke about how nobody in the league could almost almost any nobody in the league could stop him. But hey, you forgot about the current training two-time MVP Giannis. He had a monster game against the Sixers, uh, the first leg in the first leg. Yeah. But that was not the only thing. Embiid couldn't do anything. He you got used to seeing Embiid score 30 points, 15 rebounds every single game. This game he had 24 points, not bad, but not his usual 30, 35 points. He had seven rebounds, three yeah. assists. That's not really Embiid. It kind mm-hmm. of suggests that Giannis can stop him. And the Sixers are hit a the Sixers have hit a four-game losing streak, haven't they? They lost to the Warriors, they lost to the Suns, who are also contenders, and they lost to the Bucks twice now. Problem in the Sixers camp, you think? Ah, uh, to some extent, uh, I wouldn't be. <clears throat> First, they missed Ben Simmons in all of these games. Yep, that's a that's a big problem for them. Um, the other is. I think this exposes one major flaw in their game, which is when Embiid has a bad day, and this whole superstar, two superstar system that they have in Ben Simmons and Embiid. When Embiid yeah. has a bad day, uh, it's got to be Simmons who starts each play with the ball in his hands, right? He's the one that brings mm-hmm. it down the court most of the time. It's up to him then to either take over the offense by running it or dribbling to the ring and scoring because that's about the only way he scores. But I think this exposes a major flaw, which is what happens when Simmons is not on the floor and Embiid is not feeling it. Which, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think most teams that two superstars face this question. If I look at the Lakers, LeBron not on the floor is a big problem, even if Anthony Davis is on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and then if Anthony Davis is having a great game, then it's over. So till now, so far, so good. The problem is uh, like the the Phoenix game. Which I thought was a little more interesting than the Milwaukee game, mm-hmm. um, because one of those Milwaukee games, Embiid didn't play, and it was just like Dwight Howard was their best player. Like, what do you? Yeah, it, it not, was a blowout. Yeah, you're not beating the Bucks like that. So, um, the Phoenix game was interesting because Devin Booker actually had a quiet night, relatively. Chris mm-hmm. Paul went off, uh, especially mm-hmm. from behind the arc. But the weird thing was Philadelphia shot better. Across the length and breadth of the floor, they shot ridiculous from three. They shot a uh, pretty high percentage from uh, from mid range and uh, in the low post, and yet they lost close game, lost by three, but they lost. Why did mm-hmm. that happen? Because the Suns just put up such a high volume of shots. They were hitting a good ten percent less than Philadelphia from beyond the arc, but they took like seventeen shots or some more than that, more than the seventy sixers. And in the end, all it came down to was a three-point shot. Like that was the margin uh, of of victory. And I think a big part of that is, and it's both ends of the floor. On one end, you mm-hmm. have you don't have Ben Simmons, so you, now you have all kinds of permutations and combinations of who's handling the ball, and Maxley, all of these guys, none of them are going to cut it. They're not Ben Simmons. Yeah. The other problem is on defense. Ben Simmons is their best perimeter defender. He's probably one of the best in the league. As a perimeter defender, when you don't have that, making it tight, 
if needed, picking up uh, the opposition's best player half court. Against players like Chris Paul, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Because they'll just get shots off, 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 off until they, they, they kill you because there's no pressure on the guy. Right. So they're making quick plays, they're taking open shots. Uh, even though they didn't shoot it that well, they still won the game. That's a big problem for me. And uh, there was a lot of discussion last week on how Ben Simmons claims he's the DPOI and mm-hmm. uh, like, is he right in saying so? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not this season. It's close, but maybe not. But this is the Ben Simmons effect. When he's not on the floor, you give up a lot more shots. You have a lot less pressure on the opposition's point guard or the two guard, whoever's holding the ball. Uh, they get better percentage shots off. And even on an off night, that means they're going to win. And at the other end of the floor is where you really get screwed. You can maybe hope for a Danny Green to do half the job that Ben Simmons does on defense. On offense, they really don't have a backup. They don't have a guy that can run the ball. And with all of those shooters and the way they're set up, right? Dwight Howard's not a, a passing big guy. He's not a stretch big. He does two things well. He rebounds in defense and he scores at the other end in the paint. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those two things he does very well. But you need a point guard to feed him, to, to find him. Mm-hmm. All of the their entire team setup is built to let MB dominate and it's built to surround Ben Simmons with shooters because Ben Simmons isn't a shooter. Right. So you you there's no point of having Danny Green, Seth Curry, etc. 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 If there's no Ben Simmons to spray the ball because there's nobody else yeah. that can do it. That's their problem. If that can be fixed, great. No harm, no uh, no foul, it's all good. But it, I mean, this is the same thing. It's Philadelphia again. Playoffs are coming. Yeah. Somebody's injured. It's Philadelphia again. Yeah. For all the shit that the Bucks get, this movie is the one <laughs> we've seen a million times before. Do you think they've peaked too early? I mean, you saw that they had a big lead at the start of the season. Even yeah. midway through the season, they were leading the Nets by a comfortable margin. Yeah. The Mets are now over. The Nets have now overthrown them from the top of the Eastern Conference. Right, the Mets and now they're the sitting. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but they're just sitting. Just two games ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks in second position. Do you think that's concerning for the Sixers? Especially because if you finish second, you know that you have to face the Bucks earlier. You have to face them in the second round. Uh, instead, if you're if you're the first place team, you don't have to face a tough team or team of that can compete with you until the finals. So if you finish second, you're probably facing Miami Heat and then you're facing the Bucks and then you probably face the Nets in the finals. Well, I don't see the Sixers going through all three of those teams with unscathed. Yeah, you, yeah, un- no. Uh, I agree. I, I don't know if they've peaked early because to say they've peaked early is to call this a dip or a decline, but I don't know if that is. It's just one key player out injured. It'll mm-hmm. be if Benzemans is back and they continue to suck like this, then that's you know, major problems in, in Philadelphia. Um, but I agree with one part of this, which is though they shouldn't be too worried about this if it's just Benzemans' absence and him coming back changes everything. There's still one part that's deeply concerning for them. Which is they will have to run into the Bucks earlier. Yep. And look, look, maybe Ben Simmons comes back, but I don't know what it is with these guys. Every year they find a new way to get injured. It's either exactly. Embiid or Simmons or both. So mm-hmm. if this is Simmons out injured and it's going to affect his playoffs, a playoff performance, either he's not going to be available or or he'll be in some kind of diminished uh, state of health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't fancy them against the Bucks. They're going to get butchered. A full-strength 76ers, okay, I'll take that. But if not, as well as Embiid might play, maybe he shows up and he really shows up. That's the end of the story. It's Embiid or bust. And the Bucks are uh, no joke. It is a well-stacked team. 
Drew Holiday ate them for breakfast in in, in that game. They yeah. shot miserable from three. They shot under subpar uh, uh, number. They put up subpar numbers from mid range. Um, the Bucks defense will eat them up without without Ben Simmons uh, running the offense, and that's their big problem. So again, it all hinges down to every year is Deja Vu. It's fitness time again. <laughs> but they are not going to run through so many teams in one run they want to make sure they secure their rank but if you had to trade if you absolutely had to trade if it's a question of let simmons rest till the playoffs and he comes back fully fit bring him now mm-hmm. to save your regular season maybe you risk for the injury if they had to trade that i i mean without hesitation um, i'd say no just you know, let, let go you might slip a rank uh mm-hmm. that's the lesser of the two evils you've got to pick the lesser of the two evils so in that case if you're i mean if you're a sixers fan would you be worried about running into miami heat first up because you need an embiid stopper and i think miami heat definitely have the resources to do that and you saw how we how they upset the bucks last season yeah. so can they do that against the sixers this season so, uh, supposing they run into them in the first round and it's quite possible now given the standings I don't think so. If it's a fully fit 76ers, Miami, we've got no chance. I don't because unlike Giannis, they've got the Giannis stopper, all right. And although Giannis is getting bigger and stronger, and and his low post game is developing every season, though he still doesn't have a jump shot. Um, but Embiid's no Giannis. They can't do to Embiid what they do to Giannis because when you build that brick wall, and you mm-hmm. take away Giannis's driving lanes and you take away his momentum when driving to the rim, uh. Yeah, it's still Giannis. He's going to find ways to score, but you are going to impact his his ability to put points up. With Embiid, guy shoots threes, um, shoots the mid range. Uh, he's got he's got more. He's a little more versatile in the low post than than Giannis, most wise. I don't think uh, I don't think it's the same thing uh, stopping Embiid as it is Giannis. He, he's got a lot more weapons up his sleeve, and he's a pretty good passer. Giannis is too, but Embiid's a good passer with a ton of shooters surrounding him. I don't think Miami. I would not fancy Miami against Philadelphia. It's probably the only mm-hmm. team against which uh, I'll give them no chance. Okay. Uh, one last question before I let you go, or probably two. Now Ben Simmons has said that he claims to be the defensive player of the year. Do you buy into that? And also, Embiid said he wants the MVP. Do you buy into that? Do you buy that argument of Embiid over Jokic? I I don't, especially because. The Denver Nuggets and the Sixers have the same record right now. The Nuggets might be sitting fourth in the table, but they yeah. have the same win-loss record. And Jokic has better numbers all throughout. So I would, I would put Jokic there. But the Ben Simmons versus Rudy Gobert is interesting. Would you buy, would you buy that argument? Ah, uh, I mean, um, he's kind of indirectly making his case because his absence is exposing the 76ers so badly. Uh, it's, it's a tight one. I, I, I would say Embiid, but it wouldn't be a criminal. uh it wouldn't be criminal injustice if if simmons got it he's okay for saying that i think both of them are fine for uh saying they want it and they feel like they deserve it in mm-hmm. embiid's case um absolutely not like you've missed a lot of games um yep and like you said the the win loss record is the same for both teams um jokic is putting up better numbers and it's going to weigh heavily on people's minds unless they have an Anti-European bias for some reason because Embiid is not mm-hmm. an American either. So if it's anti-American, right. they're both screwed. But uh, <laughs> if there's some kind of anti-European bias, I don't know. But um, what Embiid is doing is not hitherto unseen. Mm-hmm. You've had people do this in the past. Right. Shaq in his own way, Kareem in his own way, or or whoever like Wilt, blah blah yeah. blah, all the bigs. Maybe a bit of Hakeem here and there. So 
you've seen this version of the seven foot big man now granted none of them shot the three like he does that's an mm-hmm. evolution maybe patrick ewing uh, shades of that thrown in so he's a he's kind of the best of all worlds uh, modern day center embiid right. but it's not something we've never seen before jokic that's something we've never seen before a, a center who can True. pass like that at walking talking triple double that has never been seen before so that that should have some weightage i mean if you've given westbrook an mvp that season where the team really didn't do anything special but he put up triple double numbers and jokic should be in there with a the shot so i'd give it to jokic at this stage not embiid so they're they're okay mm-hmm. for making that claim but i don't think either of them are getting it all right then uh, so that was the 76ers uh, do you see them reclaiming the top spot once ben simmons is back i don't because kd is back and he plays as if he's never missed a game so i don't see them reclaiming reclaiming that top spot yeah i i think regular season the nets are too much even like kd and harden could both be out kyrie is still going to go get them wins any one of those guys shows up they get wins against yeah. um mid table and below mid table teams so at the top seeds gone it's about how do yeah. you i think philadelphia at this stage their first focus should be how do we get ben simmons back healthy and make sure embiid's healthy for the playoffs that's the number one priority at the cost of everything else the number two priority is how do we keep that second seed and not you know first slip down further and let the bucks overtake them third yeah. if possible if all these are done can we get the first seed that'll be nice that'll be sweet but it's not entirely in their hands so i'd i'd focus on the first two priorities right now all right then so that was the 76ers who kind of have a now uh, now have run into an easy schedule after facing all yeah. of these tough teams yeah, yeah. right so we'll see how they finish but that's all for today it's fun as always catching up with you and i'll see you tomorrow is yes.